Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love to party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. What's going on, Freak Nation? It's Sunday night here, babe. And uh, as we celebrate 22 years and a day, we gave birth to Speed Freaks on the 25th of June, 2000. And I'd be damned if we've uh, succeeded in spite of ourselves for 22 years, man. Uh, If you're watching us on YouTube, never would I have thought that we would be doing a video broadcast of our show into your home. Not through linear television, but oh, through right. YouTube and Facebook and Twitch. Uh, but yeah, uh, none of which, years. excuse me, none of those things existed when we started or even at our 10th anniversary, I don't think. Right. Facebook came on board in 2004, I believe. So that that was in our 10 year anniversary. But, but were we able to yeah. do live broadcasts initially out of no. Facebook? No. All right. Mm-mm. <laughs> Richie's our residential here, so he might want to jump in here in a minute. It's a big damn show, Freak Nation. Robert Wickens, uh, a spinal cord injury, IndyCar Series, 2018. He wins his first race with his hands and his eyes. In the and IMSA, his heart. Yeah, and his in everything. the IMSA Sports Car Series. He'll be joining us this hour with a salute to our 22 years, Mario Andretti. With a flashback, he'll be here in the Freak Nation. Antron Brown, NHRA Top Fuel Champion, three times over. Now your team owner. A little bit of struggles out there, but we think the Speed Freaks Mojo will benefit this dude till he'll be here in the Freak Nation. And Tony Stewart, getting a little hot. We'll show that. SRX Series into its second race of this short season. A new Is it New Boston Speedway? South Boston. Boston, right? South Boston Speedway, which is not in Boston, right, Statman? No, I think it's in Virginia, I think. <laughs> no, it is not. It's South, it's South Massachusetts. <laughs> and Freak Nation, the cup race in Nashville has been postponed. It looks like they've lifted the red flag. I say postponed. It was under red flag delay. 141 laps of 300. The cars have cranked it back up, and they're proceeded down pit road. So we may, Statman, what are the odds that we have a winner before we get the hell out of here in two hours? (laughs) (laughs) They still got another six hours of racing to go, don't they? Richie, do you think we get us a winner before we get the hell out of here at uh, midnight Eastern? I'm looking at the radar here. It looks like they're pretty clear of rain. So two hours to go, yes, I think we'll get a winner. By the time we sign off, this race will be over. That's right, 159 laps, but you know, this is NASCAR. We'll share with you how things are going for the cup race uh, in Nashville, Freak Nation, because for all intents and purposes, the damn thing should be over. Oh, without hours ago, without question. So there we go, Freak Nation. Two lightning strikes. That's what these delays have been. Right. NHRA had to deal with lightning this weekend. IMSA, the 12 hours, excuse me, six hours of the Glen had Mm -hmm. lightning issues. It's just everything. We're in Phoenix, and we've had flash, flood, thunderstorm, dust, everything that you can imagine, warnings over the last hour. And usually Statman's the guy saying, hey, man, uh, we got thunderstorms in the area. Uh, 
just be aware that I'm going to get popped off this broadcast here, Freak Nation. So, Statman, be aware. We might get popped off this broadcast. If we get popped off, we're popped off. And I hope that Richie has a backup ready to go, right? All right. That would be quite the anniversary show. You're <laughs> celebrating 22 years. <laughs> Happy <laughs> birthday. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> oh, that is greatness, man. Uh, when you look at what we've done over the last 22 years, Freak Nation, it's incredible. It's, it's astounding that we have been able to keep this thing together for 22 years. Do we have a deadline for when we're going to end this thing? Probably not. Uh, short of... Uh, I, I can't imagine what would make us stop this damn thing. I just don't know. Uh, there's so much going on in regards to motorsports and the growth of motorsports that continues. If you look at these numbers for NASCAR and their TV audience, you don't necessarily see it in the stands, but the numbers for NASCAR are looking pretty bueno. I can't say the same thing for IndyCar Crasher. Uh, NHRA's numbers have improved. I don't know. I, I'm not IndyCar's sh- been, they've been pushing the million eyeball point every race this year. I think they've hit it a couple times. The Indy 500, however, was a massive disappointment, and that's the only race of their season that it's gone way down, which is bizarre. All right, Freak Nation, we're going to reset this thing, bring in another round of affiliates, get into some Crash Gladys pit news and notes, because there was a lot of motorsports going on this weekend. The Crash, we'll get that to us coming up in moments, and then, of course, uh, Tony Stewart gets heated. We'll get to that. Coming up, Speed Freaks Bits on the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks. Bring in another round of affiliates, Freak Nation. Thank you guys for hanging out. Speed Freaks on the Sunday night. 22 years of doing this thing. Coming up this hour, Robert Wickens. Spinal cord injury, lost the use of his legs. He got himself in a sports car this year, thanks to Brian Hurd at Motorsports, Autosports, excuse me, and he won his first race. Incredible what this guy's done. We'll have him coming up this hour. Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes, brought to you by good friends at General Tire. Uh, there is a lot of rain across the country, Freak Nation. If you didn't couldn't tell by the postponements of some of these races, make sure you're rolling on General Tires in the, this rain. Will you? Go to GeneralTire.com. That's GeneralTire.com, the official tire of the freaks. Crasher? All right. Kenny alluded to it. Mother Nature having her way with the racing series this weekend. Lightning, though, delayed IMSA, red-flagged NASCAR twice, and put a hold on the NHRA final rounds as well. But let's first talk about where it was cold, wet, and foggy. Yes, one spot of this country was. This weekend, Statman, I know you know this answer. Kenny, hmm. putting you on the spot. Okay. This weekend was the 100th anniversary of what? This weekend was the 100th anniversary of the hottest day of the year in Phoenix. Not true. Okay. Or maybe it. that is, but that's not where I was going. The race to the clouds, the Pikes Peak Hill Climb, ah. turned 100 this weekend. It might not have been one for the record books due to the slick conditions and very poor visibility, but it was still the third win in the last four races for the century-old event for Robin Schutte. 10 minutes, though, I don't care. 10 minutes from base to the summit is still astounding, at least in my eyes. The Salem's Six Hours of the Glen featured most sport car phenoms on this weekend. And like we talked about earlier, a strike of lightning then turned every team's strategy mm-hmm. completely around and forced a 21-minute sprint to the finish. The race started off with Felipe Albuquerque leading, then the Shank Trio at the halfway mark. 
But in the end, thanks to a masterful pass on the weather restart, Albuquerque prevailed in a badly beaten up car for the overall win. All class results can be found on racer.com. Arguably the most emotional and fun outcome of the weekend was in the touring car series at the Glen because it was Mark Wilkins crossing the stripe first. Of course, Wilkins is the co-driver to Robert Wickens, who was paralyzed in an IndyCar crash back in 2017. Driving with his hand controls, engineered by Brian Herter Autosport, Wickens turned the car over to Wilkins mid-race, and both drivers just drove masterfully to snag their first victory on the year. Wickens coming up in just about 30 minutes. NHRA was in Norwalk. We'll get to more of this in the next hour. But winners, Mike Salinas, Robert Height, Erica Enders, and congrats, Miss Angel Sampe. Bam! Freak Nation coming up. Tony Stewart gets heated, baby. Motorsports Radio, redefined. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system, pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. General Tire was born more than 100 years ago, right here in America. We've spent the last century tackling every kind of road this country has to offer, and especially the places without roads. So you know that with General Tire, anywhere is possible. It works. I run Lucas Oil. It doesn't matter if you're on the water, driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years. We wouldn't run anything else. Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. 
Lucas Oil Studios, Freak Nation, 22 years of doing this. Thank you guys for being a part of it, all of our affiliates, our sponsors. More importantly, you who have supported the Freak Nation for many, many years. This segment brought to you by our good friends at Lucas Oil to keep your ride on the road. they got many products for your inside your engine, outside your engine, outside your car, inside your car, including the Lucas Oil Slick Mist. Go to lucasoil.com for more. i got to say this, man. Watching... The cup cars get back on the track there in Nashville. We talk about this all the time. Should we just say that 25, 30% of the races in every freaking sport, motorsport, should be under the lights? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why Why just that percentage? <laughs> more, more, please. I, I, I don't know. I, I just, you just look at the colors of these cup cars under the lights and it's like, man, if, Stat, man, think about this. Could you, if you raced Saturday nights, they wouldn't necessarily have the problem because I, I, I would be I would think some of the concern is that they, um, you know, it's a school night Sunday nights and they're not going to run it at night. They run it during the damn day. But come on, man. You, Wait a minute. NFL plays on Sunday night. They play on Monday night. They play on no, Thursday night. That's not good carried. Let's not get carried away here. The NFL is the number one show on five networks. So mm-hmm. people watch the NFL. Uh, the racing, I don't know the racing wants to go against 60 Minutes. I don't know the racing wants to go mm-hmm. against some of the other primetime programming on uh, some of the other networks. And I don't know that the other networks want to put racing uh, up there when they have a chance to sell a show for $10 and racing gets $5 for a commercial. So, mm-hmm. you you know, I mean, it's a business decision. They want to, uh, oddly enough, people want to make money. Bam. Wow. But then why are they in racing? Well, that's what the, one of the great lines from Roger Penske. If you want to make $3 million in racing, you start with six. You deserve this one. There it is. Mm-hmm. Again, Lucas Oil Studios. The cup race, still under yellow, 39 laps to go in stage two. Uh, red, <laughs> red flag for a couple hours. Yeah. You re- Kenny, you're going to put all the beans, whatever we're saying, on the fact that you think a winner will be declared by the time we are done with this show, 9 p.m. Pacific, midnight Eastern. Look, Richie, he's the guy that is the mathematic whiz. He just put it put it together with his Abacus behind him there. If you're watching, mm-hmm. he's got an Abacus behind his back. Uh, Richie figured it out. We should get it done by midnight Eastern, right, Richard? Should we explain what an abacus is for people or are you talking about an abacus yes the latest uh, abacus is the latest model from lexus isn't it the, the, he's the he's the wide receiver for the kansas city chiefs oh, third round draft pick. so there you go kenny makes the fun abacus. of all of us for mispronouncing things and then kenny does a mispronunciation on the hey. 22nd year of us being together and, uh, for every year moving forward there'll be another dozen times for me to call it a yakima and an abacus mm-hmm Probably the last time I said it was the last time I used it, as Richie said, an abacus in first grade. I don't know if my teacher, I wonder what my teacher, did she say abacus or abacus? I guess that's the Texas way to, abacus. (laughs) Maybe Tony Stewart could use an an abacus, Ah. right? 
SRX series, they're into their second race of the season and they run five or six weeks straight. In I think this year is six. June through July. And they ran Saturday night, South Boston Speedway, not in Boston, by the way. And Tony Stewart, who's part owner of the series, he's the returning champion of the series. Everything that Tony Stewart could do with the series, he's done. All right. So in one of their stages, Ernie Francis Jr., who's a hell of a driver, decided to come down a little bit on Tony Stewart, and Tony Stewart got a little heated at the guy. Uh, we've got some audio and video from our friends at uh, CBS Sports. Uh, Tony Stewart talking about the incident on track with Ernie Francis Jr. Uncle Uncle Tony to Ernie just now. Well, they've pissed off Uncle Tony right now, so they're about ready to get a dose of it that they don't want. So, uh, trust me, I know every dirty trick and got it in my bag. I mean, when somebody, when you're following somebody and the guy's on the outside, and as soon as he gets clear, he just turns down across. That's a dumb yeah. thing you can do. I swear to God, it's like I, I'm just done playing nice with everybody. It's like the, anybody that touches me, I'm touching back times five. So. Just done jacking with some of these clowns. Well, uh, you and uh, Paul Tracy uh, got some uh, got some axes to grind, but that's the show. That's the show that you that we got here. You're getting ready to get one hell of a show for the rest of the next uh, the rest of this night and the next four weeks. I can promise you, because there's guys that are good friends. I mean, I love Ernie Francis. I think he's. I'm so excited. I was so excited he got here last year. I was so excited he ran well in one IRP and it got him a chance in an Indy Lights car and he deserves it. He is so talented and he's way more talented than doing the stupid what just did out there and that's probably what ticked me off the most. It's like I try to race these guys all with respect and give them room and we got cars we got to run the next four weeks in a row and to have guys making stupid mistakes just pisses you off. That's the team owner, Tony Stewart, speaking right there, right? No, wait a minute. That was the team owner, the series owner, the <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, marketing guy, the, the technical director, the guy who's got to fix all the cars. He was he was switching hats like the, the they do in the in the victory circle after a NASCAR races. They, they were he was all over the map. Tried to clean it up after he jumped on the guy, and if he wants anybody else to come into his series, he better not say no, bad thing. things about it. He him. was also the PR director because yeah, you're right. right. Exactly. He's like, <laughs> I have so much respect for Ernie, but man, he was a clown right there. Yeah, right, right. You know, there was a the hat dance. That's what they call it in the mm -hmm. victory mm -hmm. circle. He was going through the hat dance. You like that? Nice. Yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, you can certainly see Statman do the juggle with the hat dance. Freak Nation. Yeah, if you're not watching on YouTube, get with the program, Freak Nation. Get on YouTube, Facebook, yeah. Twitch, Twitch. Listening to us in Phoenix or yeah. Los Angeles, Sirius XM, Dallas. Thank you guys for hanging out, man. It's Tony Stewart. It this Speaking of 22 years, we, the evolution of Tony Stewart for us has been fun to freaking watch because it's it might have been Texas Terry Labonte saying the same damn thing about Tony Stewart 20 <laughs> years ago, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I have exactly. so much respect for him, but he was an absolute clown right there. <laughs> Wasn't it just last week as we began this 22 year celebration of our show that we ran an old Tony Stewart interview? Mm -hmm. Wasn't that just last weekend? Yeah, that was that was pretty legendary. He's always um, or I should say he's never been shy to mince his words.
And this on the heels of, man, I get these two dudes confused. Ross Chastain. I get Ross Chastain and Chase Briscoe confused. But Ross Chastain, where they did about a five, ten minute feature with the guy about him basically ramrodding a number of drivers that he grew up watching, Denny Hamlin included. Uh, you've got him. You've got, oh gosh, uh, Romain Grosjean in the IndyCar series. It's got a, little, got a little bit of grief with his rough driving, but it's not my damn car. I mean, what, why do I care if they're wrecking, if they're uh, spreading shrapnel all over, all over the track? No, it's, fact- it's even bigger than that, Kenny. That all the guys complaining are the guys that are being passed by these new guys that are coming on board. Wait a minute! I, he can't. He can't pass me. What are you talking about? What's he doing? He's got to be cheating. He can't bump into me. He's supposed to move over when I come by. I mean, it's that's what they're upset about. Ross Chastain and the the uh, track house race team. Mm-hmm. You know, they're one of the top teams in the in the series now, and he's the top in points. Where'd that come from? He's just Ross Chastain. What's he know about beating Kyle Busch and and uh, Kevin Harvick and all the other guys that are supposed to be deeded the win just because they're out there? Deeded. <laughs> That's an interesting point, though. You're right. New guys come in, new blood, whether it's young new blood or medium new blood. You know, it doesn't matter the age. Just new blood, period. And it does. It irks some of the older time guys in whatever series. Enter series, you know, yeah. IndyCar, NASCAR, NHRA, you name it. Huh. Very, very good point. And with Ross Chastain, uh, Romain Grosjean, um, oh, who's, oh, uh, Chase Briscoe at Bristol on dirt, the move that he made mm-hmm. on Tyler Reddick, Chase Briscoe drives for Tony Stewart. And you know, Tony Stewart was going, good job, babe. It's okay. Take him out the last corner. That's what I would have done. <laughs> you got me a win. Yeah. Exactly. But if that would have happened to Chase Briscoe, guy's a clown. Man. Yeah, the guy's a clown. He can't do that. What's he doing? He knows better than that. Oh, yeah. Freak Nation, we lost a giant in motorsports uh, last week. We'll talk about that. Also, Robert Wickens, spinal cord injury has very little use of his legs. He did something very special over the weekend. We'll have him here in the Freak Nation. But first, your stat man, Scat. Last week, I talked about the championship names in racing from 22 years ago. Those are the names we were talking about when the Freak Nation was launched. But now, nearly every motor racing category has new names that we need to learn. And in rallying, it's no different. Even in the obscure world of the WRC, there's a name we should know. Cali Roven Para. He's the points leader. He won the brutally difficult safari rally this weekend in Kenya. Among those chasing the 21-year-old Finn were two Frenchmen. One has eight championships and another has nine in a row. But there were two Americans that were further down the line, Sean Johnston and co-driver Alex Karani. They were racing in the WRC2 category. They finished second in class despite surrendering 10 minutes in penalty because they had to fix their engine on Saturday. Sean won a sim racing competition 11 years ago to get his shot at rallying. Alex's dad, a Kenyan, dreamed of being a co-driver in world rallying. 
you got a chance to watch his son live out both their dreams this weekend. So there's new names, new dreams, new championships, a new anniversary in the Freak Nation. Here's to year 23. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Freak Nation, this segment brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. It's a stormy Sunday night across the country. Why don't you roll on new General Tires, Freak Nation? What about when you're in that station wagon crisscrossing the United States of America this summer? Get yourself some General Tires. Go to GeneralTire.com, the official tire of the freaks. Lost a motorsports giant last week, Bruton Smith, 95 years old. And Statman, I'm going to lean on you for some of your just history in general when it comes to Bruton Smith. You, you, his bio, uh, the stories that you hear about Bruton Smith are just freaking legendary. He, of course, was, again, as I said, the founder of Speedway Motorsports and by all intents and purposes, a very combative executive, not just with NASCAR itself, but for uh, some of these drivers that ran at his tracks, whether it was Charlotte, Sonoma, Las Vegas, Texas. But if you look at the imprint or the, the footprint that this guy's had on motorsports and automotive, frankly, because I, I, I didn't realize his Sonic Automotive Group ranks among the biggest auto dealerships in the U.S. I had no idea about that. It's huge. But the- Statman, given your, your knowledge of just racing in general and these tracks, the significance of Bruton Smith on NASCAR, IndyCar, and entertainment in general uh, shouldn't be lost on folks out there. No, it shouldn't because uh, Bruton Smith took stock car racing uh, and NASCAR to places where NASCAR wasn't willing to go. Uh, when NASCAR was buried in the Southeast, uh, Bruton Smith was in Las Vegas. He was in uh, the Northeast. He was in the Midwest. He, <clears throat> excuse me. He was in places where NASCAR feared to tread, and that helped grow the sport. And without his uh, uh, marketing expertise, uh, Humpy Wheeler uh, at uh, Charlotte, without their marketing expertise, who knows where NASCAR might be now? Certainly, it wouldn't be as big as it is. Well, Kenny said IndyCar and NASCAR, you can't forget NHRA. Bruton Smith is the reason there are four wide nationals. Bruton Smith is the reason there are other things. What's that? I won't hold that against him. Oh, still not a fan? Nope. Step in. Come on. I'm an old man. I'm a gray beard, you know. (laughs) But the fans love it. I mean, that's just another example of how Bruton was not afraid to try something different. And it was... I mean, he was a racer at heart. He bought his first race car, Bruton, I'm talking about, for $700. And he wanted to be a race car driver, but he always argued his mom on it. So obviously he gave that up, became a very successful businessman, mostly around racing. But it was always his passion for motorsports that allowed his vision to take off and and being different and doing different and giving a really, really great fan experience because he was a fan himself. There's a story in this article that I shared with everybody here 
where he and his colleague, Curtis Turner, of course, was also a big time NASCAR driver. They started construction on Charlotte Motor Speedway prior to the inaugural uh, World 600, June 19th, 1960. Smith was just so gassed that he fell asleep midway through the race, which was won by, according to this article, John Lee Johnson. But again, his footprint, his imprint on motorsports isn't lost on those that have that have been a part of motorsports uh, over the last two, three decades. And again, I didn't when we started Speed Freaks, I didn't understand. I didn't know that there was a split between uh, his group, Speedway Motorsports and NASCAR. And it flies in the face of the old NFL and AFL where the, the NFL finally said, OK, we're going to bring you in here. You're going to be the AFC. We're going to be the NFC. It, it, hmm. They just couldn't. The NASCAR and like Statman was saying, he couldn't. They couldn't deny Bruton Smith and what he was bringing to the sport any longer and basically said, hell yes, here we go. Yeah, it was. It, I, I really believe I heard uh, Peter Jennings, I think, once I uh, was interviewed about and he mentioned NASCAR. Uh, it, it grew out of the southeast at about the time that the uh, political influence and the mindset and the lifestyle uh, emerged out of the southeast to the rest of the country and NASCAR went with it. And it just happened to be about the time that Speedway Motorsports and Bruton Smith was coming online and growing. And uh, I I truly believe there wouldn't be a NASCAR without the uh, the prodding and the uh, um, marketing that uh, Bruton Smith had. Uh, and a lot of the races, people wonder why they go back to some of the racetracks. Uh, they go back to the racetracks that largely is are owned by NASCAR. And uh, mm -hmm. that was a, an attempt to have races and not sharing them with Speedway Motorsports. And uh, But Speedway Motorsports grew and didn't go away just because of the tenacity of uh, people like Bruton Smith and Humpy Wheeler. And that's what uh, made the sport grow into a national base from something that was sort of laughed at as something done in the Southeast uh, leftover from guys that used to run uh, whiskey uh, back in the old days. I didn't realize this again, it's sad, but you learn more about people when they pass away that Humpy Wheeler was more or less responsible for this BS finishing a race under yellow. He said, man, people have paid their hard earned money to run these races. I want to see a freaking finish under the green. Yeah. And yeah. there, there's also those legendary battles between the France family who founded NASCAR and Bruton Smith. I could, Oh yeah. You know, which one was bigger? Um, they, one didn't want to get, a, one didn't want to allow the other one to get a leg, leg up over the other. I can only imagine some of those meetings uh, with those two strong headed dudes, uh, big bill France and, Bruton Smith and gang. I mean, Humpy Wheeler, uh, even Chris Blair, who worked at Las Vegas Motor Speedway, has some of that entertaining. It, you know, inter it's entertainment. It's motorsport second, but it's entertainment first. Chris Blair, of course, with Worldwide Technology Raceway uh, track at the, uh, now, but uh, Eddie Gossage at TMS, they all had that little, I don't want to say circus, but. It's it's entertainment. They just weren't first. afraid to push the envelope. Yeah. 
And yeah. again, it brings it back to the fans. How can we make the experience better for the fans? How can we allow them to have more fun? And you're mentioning tracks where they have these great uh, uh, promoters like Charlotte, TM, Texas Motor Speedway, and uh, Las Vegas. Those are Speedway Motorsports, Bruton Smith tracks. And they had that entertainment value. Uh, they make the racing as entertaining as possible mm -hmm. so that people will come back. And that grew the sport uh, without question. You look at team owners, whether it's Hendrick, Roger Pinsky, uh, the relevance that he had in keeping their businesses alive. You, you can see some of the conversations where Roger Pinsky saying he would not be where he is at this point if it wasn't for Bruton Smith. Uh, so when you get an endorsement like that from Roger freaking Pinsky, come on, man. So Bruton Smith and the funeral arrangements are this week, mm. I believe. I believe I read that. So if you are a motorsports fan, he touched you in some form or fashion. Bruton Smith dying 95 years old. And I forgot that he had had uh, a bout with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma several years ago. And a lot, while we were, while, since we've been on the air, yeah. Yeah. We're going to break. Uh, come back with, my goodness, it's going to be good to get this guy here. Robert Wickens, spinal cord injury in the IndyCar Series 2018 and won a race with his arms and his eyes. He will explain, coming up, Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios, 22 years of doing this thing, Freak Nation. Thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Soul, it works. I run Lucas Oil. It doesn't matter if you're on the water, driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years. We wouldn't run anything else. Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. <laughs> Dear Lucas Oil, I've used your heavy-duty oil stabilizer in my truck for years. It now has over a half million miles. It's not a diesel. It's never been rebuilt. Your oil stabilizer does exactly what it says it'll do. It has extended the life of my engine. Just want to say thanks. Sincerely, Josh H. Lucas Heavy-Duty Oil Stabilizer. It works. 
time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil. It works. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system, pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. Freak Nation, 22 years of Statman, Crash Gladys, yours truly, are doing this thing from the Lucas Oil Studios. And it was a while back when we first had Robert Wickens in the Freak Nation. But it's a hell of a time to get him back in the Freak Nation for something that he accomplished over the weekend. He got his first race win, I believe, since, what, five, six years ago, running in the uh, IMSA Touring Car class. And he joins us now here in the Freak Nation. And Robert, in the interviews that I see with you and the significance of uh, you not having use of your lower body, your legs, the significance of this win, of course, is it lost on anyone. But when I see these interviews with you talking about, I just need to let this soak in. Uh, how, how can you let something like this soak in? That's so special, not just to you, but all of those close to you that help you do this in this car. You know, I think it's, it's funny for me. I knew it was almost inevitable that I was going to be able to, to win a race. I, I never lost my self-confidence. I always knew, um, I didn't forget how to drive. Um, you know, it's funny, like that, that stat has come up so often that, you know, I haven't won a race since 2017. And I was like, come on guys, like at least count the races. You know, I haven't been racing for, for a while. Um, and then someone told me it ended up being, I think, 22 races without a win. I'm like, see, that's not so bad, you know? There you go. But when you say, when you say four years or five years or whatever it is, it's like, man, sounds, sounds tough. But um, no, it's, it was an incredible race. Great job by, um, Hyundai, Brian Hurd Autosport, my teammate Mark Wilkins at the end of the race drove under extreme pressure. Um, yeah, it, it, it's it's surreal. It really is. You know, so much hard work has gone into this. Not only my own internal work of recovery and rehab, but everyone at Brian Hurd Autosport, all the men and women that work day and night to make sure that my hand controls are safe and reliable. Um, you know, it's uh, it's no easy task, but here we are, and now. Uh, hopefully find our rhythm and hopefully we can kickstart our season here in the second half and try and make a run for the championship. IMSA winner, Robert Wickens joining us here in the Freak Nation. And you talk about the controls in the car. When was the first time that you felt comfortable with the controls in the car? Or have you felt completely comfortable with these unique controls in the car? I'm learning as I go. You know, I'm definitely getting more and more acclimatized with everything, you know, but I'm not going to lie, throughout Daytona, 
you know, the first race of the year for us, every breaking zone, I was kind of having to on the straight pre like, remember what I need to do for the next breaking zone, how hard to pull the break out, you know, cause it wasn't quite muscle memory yet. Um, going to Sebring, there was a lot more challenges with the hand controls with different techniques of breaking and everything. And really it was Laguna where I felt like I started to really come really strong with the hand controls. And then from there, we've been massively quick, just haven't really had the, the fortune that we needed. You know, it doesn't matter if you're the best driver in the world, you, you need you need some good luck every now and then. IndyCar driver, sports car driver, Robert Wickens joining us here in the Freaks. And that's where I wanted to go with you on this, because did I see this correctly, that on your steering wheel, you've got throttle control on both the right and the left side. To me, I mean, granted, I'm not a race car driver, but that would just completely confuse me on the amount of throttle, no matter what turn you're in. How how do you balance that in your mind? So my my logic behind that is you need the ability to do everything on both hands, hmm. because as you know, in various categories, you know, in our Hyundai Elantra and TCR car, on the right hand side, we have a control panel. On that control panel, we have some switches and whatnot that we have to control the car with. Then there's simple brake bias, stuff like that. I have a tool for my hand controls on there to help tune my hand controls. So if I'm using my right hand for the for the throttle and I want to change the brake bias, I don't want to lift off the throttle to change brake bias and lose time. So then you switch to the left hand, oh for example. My gosh. <laughs> so that way you can continue at full throttle while you, while you do the things that you need to do. So it's definitely complex. Um, I'm about 90% of the time using throttle with my left hand unless there's a, a situation that I need to do something else. You know, I would wonder if you could get some input from maybe motocross or supercross riders because, yeah, they, they deal with the same thing and leading up to arm pump at times. So, yeah, I wonder, would you be willing to maybe consult with them or would that even help you, do you think? For sure. I mean, I consulted with a bunch of people and we tried a lot of different kind of scenarios, you know, if actually, you know, that motocross style twist throttle would be something to consider. Um, or, you know, the ATV kind of like thumb trigger throttle, you know, we kind of evaluated a lot of different options. For me, having like a twist throttle on the wheel would have been weird because when you turn, like, I'd be worried to possibly put throttle on or something. Um, so that one was ruled out pretty quickly. But the thumb, like ATV style throttle was a potential for a while. Um, but then ultimately I landed on the system we have now, which is basically, if you think of, uh, like a formula one steering wheel or an IndyCar steering wheel, where the clutch paddles are at the bottom of the wheel, we almost just convert that into throttle. So I just kind of pull those paddles on the backside of the steering wheel for throttle. Robert Wickens, I, I'm stunned. I'm sitting here listening to this. Uh, my, my co-hosts have answered it, have asked every question is on my list. So I have to, uh, I'm coming we'll to pick one, pick one out of the air and let's go. Pick one out of the air. So that's, that's kind of what I'm going to do here. Does you've described some incredible, uh, uh, activity. All of this is going on. Uh, is there any of this that translates to your everyday life? One of my objectives from all this, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm returning back to racing for my own selfish needs. I'm a race car driver by heart. It's all I know my entire life. I gave up everything for this career. Um, so when my accident happened in 2018, I knew I had to get back somehow. I didn't know what it looked like. I didn't know when it would happen, but I knew it was something that I needed to do. Um, along the way, you know, I drive an accessible vehicle day to day. 
Um, and I have just the standard off the shelf hand control system. And it's a very crude and relatively unsafe um, system. It's just a lever that you pull for throttle and you push it for brake, but you Ooh. basically have to drive one handed all the time. Um, so pretty early on, I was like, you know, maybe my calling from all of this is to try and make an impact on accessible road safety. You know, motorsport and racing has always been a testing ground for everyday vehicles and for road safety moving forward. And maybe one day this will be no different. You mentioned 90%. Are you just 10% away from having this be completely uh, intuitive? And are you still thinking about what you're doing? Uh, are you beyond that? Because when you were in IndyCar, I imagine stuff was happening so fast. You did did it on on uh, without thinking. How far away are you from doing that in this touring car? Definitely, uh, it's it's becoming something more and more in every event. But where I'm still saying I'm not at the maximum is because I'm still struggling a little bit with consistency. You know, the braking is, is so delicate in motorsport doesn't matter if you're two wheels four wheels you know braking in my opinion is 70 percent of the performance over a lap how you enter the corner is how you, the car will behave through the corner which will mean how much speed you can take through the corner so for me trying to understand kind of that muscle memory of how hard to squeeze that ring um, for each given corner for each speed of corner how the car is handling you know when you've done when you've grew up racing you know, with your, with your legs and, you know, for 20 odd years, you've perfected that art to know exactly what you need to do. We're here. We're just a few months in and we're, we're learning quickly. Cause luckily I didn't have to learn how to drive along with learning the technique. <laughs> I knew how to drive. Now I'm just learning the technique. So it's, um, it's very challenging, but we have a lot of very intelligent people at Brian Hurt Autosport and uh, my teammate, Mark Wilkins, is a class act and a very good baseline driver to compare myself against. And he's super open-minded. He's the most probably honest teammate I've, I've been a part of so far. You know, if he, if he tells me, you know, he's breaking at the 200 meter board, I know I can go out and do that same thing without a, without a doubt in mind. So it's something that really helps me get up to speed, especially cause I'm learning the Elantra NTCR car. Um, you know, I'm learning some tracks that I'd like, Watkins Glen I've never driven before ironically you know I've, I've been in motorsport for what seems like a lifetime but I never made it to Watkins Glen um, but then learning hand controls in a front wheel drive car you know there's just so many different things that I'm trying to pick up on in very little practice time so trusting trusting your teammates big and then having great um, staff behind you engineers mechanics to help prepare you and, and learn between sessions which uh, which has been influential so far. Freak Nation, Robert Wickens, we all know where we were when we got the news with the spinal cord injury in 2018 in the IndyCar Series, grabbing his first win in the IMSA Sports Car Series over the weekend. And we know Brian Hurd of, I say very well. I mean, we don't go out and have dinner all the time, but I could pick up the phone and talk to the guy if we needed to. Uh, he lost a bet to Statman, shaved his head one time because losing a bet. I... <laughs> And maybe we're biased, but given your set of circumstances, I can't think of a more open-minded, better owner than Brian Herda for your situation. Give me some insight to to running with Brian Herda. First off, Brian, like obviously, he's a a great driver himself. You know, now he's a great team owner. 
strategist in IndyCar, you know, he just does everything at such a high level. But the most important thing, he's just like an amazing human being. Mm-hmm. And I think that was one thing, like, obviously I was well aware of who Brian Herta was. And in 2018, we crossed paths on multiple occasions, but, you know, we raced for different teams, you know, you, you never really get a chance to get to know each other. And um, one day during, I think it was 2020, he, he called me up out of the blue. I didn't have his number saved. He introduced himself and he just asked me driver to driver, you know, do you have any ambition to race again? Um, and I said, yeah, of course I do. I'm just, I'm actually trying to get something accomplished. I'm just not getting much traction. And then, you know, he's like, okay, well, it's good to know, you know, we'll be in touch. Hangs up the phone. I was like, hey, that was weird. Right. Cool. Weird. (laughs) Um, you know, a few months pass and then, you know, now we're into 2021. I think he calls me up like mid April and he's like, what are you doing? May 4th. Mm. Um, well you and I are in Texas on the second and third for IndyCar, but the fourth I'm free. And he's like, cool, let's go to mid Ohio and let's get you in a race car. Oh my gosh. And he explained, you know, Michael Johnson has joined Brian Herta Autosport, who's also a paraplegic. And so we have a hand-controlled car ready to run. And they're kind enough to let me um, share the car with him for the day. And that was just like, you know, Christmas all over again. So we uh, traveled on, on, you know, late night flight from Texas to to Columbus and made the drive down to, uh, to mid-Ohio. And it was the typical, you know, you... Picture your recovery, your first time back in a race car being just a beautiful sunny day, you know, great weather. (laughs) (laughs) It was cold, raining the whole time. Yeah, you're in Ohio. Come on, dude, you're in Ohio. Yeah, Yeah, I guess, right? But honestly, it was just such a great day just to get back behind the wheel. You know, I had done so much time on iRacing with hand controls, trying to get it to be second nature with my hands that just getting back into a race car again and um, showing to myself, because like, you know, when you drive virtually, you don't get the G-force and everything. And for the whole time during my recovery, I was like, I wonder what my body will react with G-force. You know, I I regain quite a bit of strength and a good amount of muscle function. You know, I I can't, I can't walk permanently, but I can, I can take the odd step here and there and stand for a short period of time before I fall over. So it's, um, I was always wondering, like, well, how is my body going to handle G-Force? But you don't know until you try it. So that day in mid-Ohio was, uh, I think, a breakthrough day for me, even though it was just an honest invitation, just Brian reaching out driver to driver to let me fulfill something that, that I needed to fulfill for myself, which was to drive a race car again to see if it was even possible. Um, and it was all cherish that day, I think for, for the rest of my life. And then from there, um, one thing led to another and Brian Hart Autosport made the decision to expand the six cars in 2022. And, um, Brian then gave me another call and said like, <laughs> Hey, you want to go, you want to go racing? And I was like, what do you think the answer is, Brian? <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and here we are. So honestly, Brian's just such a good guy. Um, not only that, his business partners, you know, Sean Jones and Eric Chase at Brian Herd Autosport, Hyundai, everything that they've put into this program. You've talked through this interview a little bit about how great Brian has been as far as a team owner. I want to know what sort of dad advice he's giving you and Carly, because time's coming, man. You are in such a monumental year of 2022. 
getting back in a race car, competing, getting to, to victory lane, and now going to be a dad soon. I mean, come on. This is amazing for you guys. The funniest thing is the only thing that gave me goosebumps was being a dad soon. So <laughs> it's, uh, no, I'm, I'm so excited. You know, my wife, Carly, she's such a trooper through and through the entire recovery. She's been literally my, my rock and foundation through everything. Now, you know, we have a baby coming soon here in July. So, uh, I just keep telling her, you know, don't, don't jump, don't drink those raspberry teas or spicy <laughs> foods, whatever, whatever it is. Give me till sure. July 4th when I'm back from Canadian Tire Motorsports Park and then we can have the baby, you know, but please just hang on a little bit longer. Um, no, it's been amazing. And Brian, you know, all, all he tells me is like, you know, you think um, great things happen in your career, but wait until you're a dad, you know, and I think that's, yeah, I'm excited. To, I'm excited, excited to know that feeling. Well, go out and grab another win and just keep, keep setting records for, for people like yourself and just people like us. It's, it's fun to watch. We've watched your recovery, your determination. Uh, it is, is absolutely astonishing, Robert, what you've done, buddy. All right. Thank you guys so much. And thanks for the time. Absolutely. You thank you, buddy. Have a good one. Yeah. After that interview, there's another dozen questions I'd love to ask that guy. Freak Nation is Robert Wickens, a great follow on Instagram. His story is phenomenal. Without the use, very little use of his legs, his eyes and his hands, he won himself a sports car race uh, this weekend. And he was here in the Freak Nation. If you missed that interview, go to the website, speedfreaks.tv. We'll have it up there for you. Coming up, freaking flashback with Mario Andretti and Antron Brown. It's all coming up. Speed Freaks Pits and Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love to party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. You know, Freak Nation, nothing would make me happier than with this race that's still going on. We've got 89 laps to go in the NASCAR Cup Series, Nashville race. <laughs> Dad, man, come on, man. It was a two-hour, eight-minute rain delay, you bastard. 80, 89 laps. That's another hour. <laughs> this thing is <laughs> it'll, it'll be Tuesday before this thing is over. <laughs> yeah, I still don't think we're going to get a winner by the time we're done with this show. Right now, Kyle Busch is leading, and nothing would make me happier than what's going on right now. you got Kyle Busch, Harvick, Truex, and Chastain. They're swapping two, three, and four spots there. Nothing would make me happier than Chastain going after Kyle Busch <laughs> for this win. We, you know, yeah. we're, we're Crasher. We're going to have a best of next Sunday night for July Fourth uh, weekend. Damn it, we might have to do a live segment if uh, Kyle Busch gets taken out by Ross Chastain. <laughs> no, that wouldn't happen, would it? Come on, mm. that'd be great. 
I mean, come on, Richie, you want to see that, my friend? I mean, you're you're an Avalanche fan. You're watching these guys get shucked and jived all over the ice. You want to see? Which, by the way, congratulations, Avalanche. Ah, did they clinch it? Stanley Cup champ. Correct. Ah. Oh, that was my that was my next thing. I was going to say which is going to end first, the <laughs> NHL series or the uh, NASCAR race. <laughs> well, one down, one to go. So nothing would make me happier than to see Chastain still sitting up in the, the top five spot and let him just go after those guys <laughs> would be fantastic. Richie, I'm going to go to you here in a moment. You had some great questions up there on Twitter in regards to NBC versus Fox and their NASCAR broadcast. And you also put it out there uh, asking folks, do you was it do you prefer races at night? Was that the question you had, Richard? Yes. What are you seeing right now initially for the races at night? Because we talked about that at the top of the show last hour, how just the colors pop. And and it, to me, it's like drinking a Mexican beer in Mexico. The beer just tastes better. Watching a race oh, under on. the lights just looks better for me. <laughs> what? I get the light thing. I don't get the beer thing. Come on. Tasting a beer in it Mexico just, just it makes it taste better. Uh, alcohol and and Mexico coming from you just triggers five other oh, things. Shoot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. well, I, speed I, freaks vibes right there. I didn't say Southern Comforts that man. I said beer. <laughs> well, as long as you don't walk around with cups of beer in the streets of mm-hmm. of uh, Rosarita Beach. Cup. It was this a bottle. Is, I walked out of the bar with a freaking bottle. This is the twenty second anniversary. We got history, dude. Come on. <laughs> Wait, you got arrested, right? Yeah. Okay. What did he get arrested? He got he got put in the cop car, and they said it's going to cost you some money to get him out. That was okay, his okay. arrest. That's where I was going with it. Okay, you never went into the actual cell. You just mm-hmm. sat in the back of a cop car in Rosarito Beach. Listen, I wasn't okay. the first, and I'm certainly not the last person to get ransomed. In Mexico. <laughs> oh my gosh. So what were you that I've never asked you this. What were you thinking sitting in the back of the car with your friends going through their pockets trying to find some money to get you out? What was going that, through your mind? Uh, two things. One is that the majority of people that they put in the back of this police car are not six foot because my- <laughs> <laughs> I had to turn like left or right. And it would, did I have I don't remember did I have handcuffs I, I don't know I don't remember I don't, I don't remember either yeah I just thank <laughs> goodness one of the younger uh, persons that were there she spoke a little bit of Spanish and all, and all she could say is how about 50 bucks in Spanish and <laughs> That's all you're worth, fifty dollars, yeah. <laughs> bro. That's Mexico. Fifty bucks is like five grand. <laughs> that's true. And this was fifty bucks again, post or excuse me, pre Speed Freaks, so late nineties. Right. Yeah, with inflation, you're right. Yeah, I walked out of not uh, Surf and Charlie's. What's it called? Beer and Bob's. Carlos and Charlie's. Carlos and Charlie's no, walked was, out of there uh, with a Papa's Ticate. and beer. Papa's, Papa's and, and beer. beer. Yeah, mm, yeah. Mm, I walked out of there, and no one stopped me from walking out of there with a beer, but the cop sure did. At one point, we got to tell the story of the guy that got uh, stickered to the chair. At oh gosh! That same night, I think. Stickered to which? Okay, oh. yeah. Oh, All right, Freak Nation. Uh, we're going to resume with some affiliates getting some crash Gladys tip news and notes. And Antron Brown, three-time NHRA top fuel champion, coming up first. 
Let's bring in some more affiliates for nation. Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks. All right, Freak Nation, second hour of Speed Freaks, bringing another round of affiliates. Thank you guys for hanging out with us on a Sunday night. Did you miss any of last hour's show? Robert Wickens lost the use of his legs. IndyCar accident 2018 won his first race uh, in the IMSA sports car series. He was last hour. Tony Stewart was heated. We also heard from Tony Stewart. This hour, Antron Brown coming up, and Mario Andretti as we celebrate 22 years. Crash Gladys, Pit News, and Notes brought to you by our good friends at General Tire as you're crisscrossing the United States over these this holiday weekend coming up. Do your fam- family and friends a favor. Get yourself a new set of General Tires. You know, those red leather grabbers look awful sexy on your F-250. Go to GeneralTire.com. It's GeneralTire.com. Crasher? All right, first hour, we talked a little bit about the 100th Pikes Peak Hill Climb, won by Robin Schutte. We also talked about the six hours at the Glen. That was taken by Felipe Albuquerque. And, yes, Felipe Albuquerque passing the line first. Whoa, I'm getting all messed up over here. And Ricky Taylor. And then, of course, the win with Robert Wickens and Mark Wilkins. Just heard from Robert Wickens last hour. But let's get into some additional notes that we didn't get a chance to talk about. NHRA in Norwalk, Ohio. Top Fuel. It might be a different location, but it's the same story as Mike Salinas just continues his winning ways. This was now wow. his fourth on the season. Robert Hyde has also proven fairly dominant in Funny Car on the year, but he can now cross the Norwalk track off of his list as he took his first win ever at this track. Kind of a shocker to me on that one. Also dominant, Erica Enders cruised to another win in Pro Stock. At the end of the day, she actually said, I think we thoroughly pissed off the rest of the class this weekend. Uh, yeah, this weekend. How about all year? This is now Erica's, is this her sixth win in eight races? Speaking of domination. But then in Pro Stock Motorcycle, Angel Sampe finally got the win she has been chasing since her career began. Let me explain just a little bit. Her win in Norwalk this weekend moved her to third on the all-time wins list in Pro Stock Motorcycle. She's now just one ahead of the GOAT. She just passed him with this win, Dave Schultz. She calls, she claimed Dave Schultz was the GOAT, at least when she started racing, he was. Nashville right. played host to all three of NASCAR's top series. First up, Ryan Priest winning in the Truck Series Friday night, garnering his second guitar trophy in as many years. Then Justin Allgaier dominating in the Xfinity Series to grab his second guitar trophy. The Cup Series, who's leading Kenny? I can't see it. It's right behind me. They're Kyle still Bush. going. Kyle Bush. All right. Kyle Bush. Bang. More freaks. Shut up, baby. Antron Brown. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. Pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. General Tire was born more than 100 years ago, right here in America. We 
We've spent the last century tackling every kind of road this country has to offer, and especially the places without roads. So you know that with General Tire, anywhere is possible. Lucas Oil, it works. I run Lucas Oil. It doesn't matter if you're on the water, driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years. We wouldn't run anything else. Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Joining us here in the Freak Nation after 22 years of celebrating the Freaks, which, by the way, happened on the 25th of this week. Mm -hmm. 22 years. Antron Brown's been coming in here many, many times, and we thought, why not, man? Bring it back in here. If anybody could use some freaking Speed Freaks mojo, it's this guy. Uh, Antron Brown, not a bad weekend last weekend where you grab yourself a four spot, but um, have you stopped chasing your tail and now let the cha- tail chase you now? Yeah, you, you know, Kenny, that's a hard that's a hard comment that you just said there, man. <laughs> You're always – Sure, man, try and give it to him. But the trick is you can't let the, cha- the tail chase you. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, and right now, I'll tell you one thing is we've been uh, – there were ups and downs, but that's the struggles of the way we started out. We started out with everything brand new this year. You know what I mean? We had a lot of new partners with Lucas Oil. And then we came out and we started with everything brand new, a whole brand new clutch system. We changed injectors. We changed this. We changed that. Brand new body, different this, different that. And we wanted all the latest and greatest and newest, but we had to learn how to 
come up with a combination that we can start molding into our own. And, and that's where we're at right now. We're finally getting it to do what we want to do. And we're going to start racing the package that we have over the last seven races. We've been in straight up test mode, every race, trying different things, doing different things and trying to make some things not happen. We've been having chaos happen. Like this, not working right. That's not working right. You know, crushing the main, uh, rubbing on the thrust bearing down low and, got to get all that stuff to work right before you can start wicking it up and now we're at the point right now where we can start fine tuning and getting everything to work the way it needs to be and getting into our race combination that we can have because we got about seven more races left until we hit that countdown your teammate well lucas oil I, I would say your sharing teammate with justin ashley he's got a couple of wins under his belt is was he in the same scenario or is he using parts that he's used to parts and pieces which can contribute to the two wins that he has this season. No, Mike Green and Tommy Delago came off with Dustin Davis race and Justin Ashton racing where they had their combination from last year, like engine combination. They tried a couple new things on the off season and they've been settled in for a while. That's, I mean, they've been coming out like gangbusters and I'm super pumped and super proud for them because they've been showing out right now. And, uh, and slowly we're getting to where they're at. So we're just been, slowly getting it together and getting our new team guys acclimated with each other. Cause we have three key new team personnel on our team too. Where uh, that's what Justin Ashley racing and Dustin Dave racing. They've been having the same personnel since last year with the addition of Tom DeLago. So they're just taking off where they left off at the end of last year when they were destroying everybody. So for us, we got to get to that level. So we've become a destroyer too. And uh, we're really, really close to that. No, it was so fun to see the results start to come in in Bristol last weekend. So what exactly did click? What was one of the first things that really went together that got that momentum with throughout the team being like, all right, we are on the next level now? Yeah, well, Chris, the one thing that really happened for us is that we tested after our last race and just kept on refining on what we wanted to do. And when we came into Bristol, when we unloaded and we were the first fuel car down the track with a good run because the funny cars weren't making it down at all. They're like, you know, brand new surface, they just flattened out most like 40% of the bumps. And we're like, oh man, ain't nobody making it down. And then when we went down and we went A to B and we went out there through that 380 with a one up on the board <clears throat> and it stayed number one for a while, that gave us some confidence going into race day. And that's what we took in race day. And we survived the bumps and bruises and the whoop section going down the racetrack. <laughs> The whoop section. He's making a motocross reference going 330 miles an hour. Okay. <laughs> and John Brown joining us here in the Speed Freaks Pits on our 22-year anniversary show. And you touched on the crew needing to kind of gel. So many people discount that. But when you are having some tough times, that is crucial. And that's what gets you to the next level. So have you seen that? come together over the the first third of the season and if so how exactly has that made things better as well it has it has i mean i think this year as a whole i think we were in vegas this year we made it to the final in the four wide and we lost and we just had some mishaps mishaps that we weren't catching you know what i mean because we don't have the season vets on hmm. our team for growing as a group like i didn't brad didn't catch it mark and brian didn't catch it but the guy didn't catch it. So we're just coming together where we're starting to overlap each other as a whole. And we start overlapping 
one person can make a mistake, but we catch it before we get to the starting line because we help each other. We have race buddies, you know what I mean? Kind of like a battle buddy. And we're growing those relationships on our team. And that's what it takes to win championships. When you have guys and gals on your team that can communicate without even talking, they can look at each yes. other like, okay, I got that. And once you get that, that's when those race wins starts popping off. And that's when those championships start happening. Antron Brown. Incredible. <laughs> I hadn't talked to you in a long time, partner. It's great to see you again, man. It's always good seeing you, Step Man. Step, hey, hey, man, be easy on me now, man. You always beat me down. You beat me down. No, don't say that. You know, people, people will get the wrong idea. But I do want to ask you, congrats, the team ownership, all of that. You're learning. You're building from the bottom. But tell me the one thing, the biggest thing that you didn't plan for that's coming up and rattled in your cage right now as a team owner? I think the biggest thing that rattled my cage was no matter how hard you prepare. And I felt that I was super prepared for when this first started with all the people that we had. And when the parts and pieces didn't show up and we ordered way in advance, like give you an example. Uh, we ordered our brand new trucks and trailers. Okay. We ordered our, tra our trailers and we we're supposed to have our trailers in, by like September at the latest October. And just because the parts delay and like, you know, just manufacturing stuff, like get not getting be able to get into certain parts and pieces to finish like our generator, you know what I mean? And like our air compressors, they go on the trailers. We didn't get our first trailer until between Christmas and new Year's. It was a late Christmas present. And we didn't get our second trailer until the week before we left testing in January. So when you got stuff like that happening, you're like, oh, Laura, are we even going to make it to the first race? Like when we made it to the first race, that was a championship inside itself, that man. That's the stuff that that you can't prepare for, that you can't do nothing about. Like organizing people, getting part. Like, you know, if you, if you have the parts and pieces, we can make it happen. But when we were on the last hour and we're like, we ain't even got a trailer to go. <laughs> The brother, that, that, that's got you shaking. You're like, how are we going to get all this stuff here? I start calling the boys up. I said, start calling you hall. We need about four or five of them. <laughs> you know, we've been celebrating that our anniversary, 22nd anniversary, starting our 23rd year. I always go back Antron, to the first time you and I spoke in Pomona. You had just won. You were going to the media center. We passed each other on the steps. You looked up and said, hey, what's happening? And I was like, whoa, he spoke to me. I, <laughs> what was the, yeah. what was the, 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 what did people say about the freak nation? We were really young then and making a point and many people hated us. Some people loved us. What was the thing in the back of your mind when you saw uh, the Freak Nation, what's the first thing you thought about? Hey, well, I'll I never forget when I first saw y'all and I came in there. I remember going to the studio, going down the hallway because you mm. ran down the booth back there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we came in there, man. I looked at I looked at everybody. It's like, man, these these jokers are off the chain back. <laughs> you know what I mean? I said, and it, it's like, I was like, speed freaks. I'm like, the name fits them. <laughs> like that's the first thing I need. And the first thing, like, you know, 
Kenny was always on the edge and he came up there and he like, you know, he was dropping the B word and stuff like that. I'm like, what you saying, man? I was like, what you saying? I said, you better not call me one, man. We're going to scrap. <laughs> I saw how this cracking joke is, but that was just his terminology. And you know, the thing about it was for me, I'm very unique to all different walks of life. I've seen it from far to wide to up and down and all around. It don't make a difference. You know, you got to remember, I was the kid that grew up in Trenton, New Jersey till I was six in the ghetto. And then I moved straight from the ghetto to into the country where I was the only chocolate drop in the country. And I was just like, I've been to culture shock my whole life. So it's nothing that y'all could do that could surprise me. And I said, you know what? They got to be cool because they got a brother on the show. They got a stat man. <laughs> cool. Laid back, and you had Crash. I'm like, why do you call her Crash? I'm like, what's she doing? And she was just buck wild. I was like, check this out. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then you had a cat on your show called Lud Nut. Mm-hmm. And he told me his stuff hang low. And I'm like, what is wrong with this dude? <laughs> I'm like, you know what I mean? So, so it's like, it was this great energy. And it was like fun. I took it as fun, energetic, and it was edgy. It was raw, but at the end of the day, y'all broke down the stuff that people wanted to hear, and that's when I fell in love with with, with the freak nation. You know, you brought up something in that comment right there that not much surprises you. Well, since from then, or maybe even from your childhood till now, what has been the biggest surprise in your life? Has it been fatherhood? Has it been team ownership and trying to manage a bunch of personalities? What has surprised Antron Brown the most in his life? Oh, Lord have mercy. I mean, what has surprised me the most? It's, it's, uh, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I think what surprised me the most is what you get when you're around fans. Like some fans are buck wild and I'm like, Oh, okay. All right. It's, it's all right. And I think the one, the biggest surprises to me too, like you said, like you talked about fatherhood is when we had all of our kids, I can think about it distinctly. Like the things that kids would say, no filter, no filter at all. You know what I mean? And, uh, and the things they will do at the spur of the moment, and how they could just talk to anybody and everybody like my kids did. They weren't scared to tell you like, what you look like and how you, what they thought about you. And sometimes, you know how we think it? We think of adults, but we don't say it like Kenny does. Kenny does say it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but for me, I looked at some stuff, and then my kids will say what I'm thinking. I'm like, I was thinking that. But they said it to that poor dude. <laughs> okay what was your reaction when your son said i want to go drag racing oh lord i was like no you don't hmm. no you don't i was like i don't you don't need that disease it's a disease it's a bad disease that you don't need to have it's gonna cost me a lot of money you know and, and dad's trying to retire i'm not trying to be john force I'm not trying to i'm not trying to race so i can support the fam i need i need you out of racing See, John, all of his doors love racing, so he's got to keep racing so he can make them so he can support them. <laughs> <laughs> Do you still make your bed in the morning? Yeah, uh, some, somewhat. It's like not making it. It's kind of like just throwing the sheets over the area where I lay. It's not like tucking it in. <laughs> uh oh. 
Oh no! I think his I think his wife just cut him off. Go there. Oh, you there go. we go. Yeah, there you go. What the hell just oh, happened? My, my phone did a timeout. I, I, <laughs> did for upgrade. He's trying to get me for upgrade. See there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, because I see your. Uh, <laughs> I know it's your. <laughs> That's hysterical. Because she was mad at your response. He needs to make the bed, so right. I'm gonna cut him off right now. <laughs> Little bastard, he never makes the bed. I blew There's that three. b word. There's that b word. <laughs> I, bastard. I didn't call you the other. <laughs> <laughs> I blasted out three kids and he still won't make up the damn bed, man. Hey, hey, it was hard work making them jokers. Okay. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, buddy, this is we can we can never have too much time with you, Antron. We I I think the three of us would agree. We hope that this Speed Freaks Mojo benefits you moving forward to where you can get back to your old kicking ass ways, buddy. It's coming, brother. It's coming. It's one thing that we all have learned in life is that the only way you beat resistance is with persistence, brother. And uh, don't quit. I don't give up. And I'm a fighter. And think about it is you only keep a you only keep a good man and a good team down for a little while. We're going to start digging out that hole and we're going to start bringing that trouble to the game, brother. It's coming. Hey, I made a I made a New Year's resolution this year and I pretty much held myself to it, man. Keep your phone out of the bathroom, brother. It'll change your ways. Where right. did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing with your phone in the bathroom? Oh, I never no, he does. In the bathroom. Oh, come on. Don't it, just to I mean how the old men used to have newspapers. You Now you take your damn phone in there and catch up on social media. Oh, I, I, I you know what I got? I got old school national dragster stacked up and I go through them. I'm like, oh, I remember this day. Oh, check that joke out. Look at freaking Mike Dunn. What's he doing? <laughs> oh snap you know what i mean oh that's legendous so how many national dragsters are in your your bathroom in your motorhome right now not in my bathroom motorhome at home I, i'm never hardly bathroom here but uh <laughs> yeah but. <laughs> you, you you do the duty out out of the track pooper right yeah yeah man no i I'm not one to empty. I don't like empty the black water tank, but you got to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm so with you there. <laughs> all right. Antron, we love you, buddy. Go kick some ass, my friend. Hey, I love you all too. Family. I love y'all. We're going to throw it down when I go up in the deal. When mm -hmm. I'm stuff, this is for the freak nation, baby. <laughs> Later. Peace. <laughs> Last week, I talked about the championship names in racing from 22 years ago. Those are the names we were talking about when the Freak Nation was launched. But now, nearly every motor racing category has new names that we need to learn. And in rallying, it's no different. Even in the obscure world of the WRC, there's a name we should know. Cali Roven Para. He's the points leader. He won the brutally difficult safari rally this weekend in Kenya. Among those chasing the 21-year-old Finn were two Frenchmen. One has eight championships and another has nine in a row. But there were two Americans that were further down the line, Sean Johnston and co-driver Alex Karani. They were racing in the WRC2 category. They finished second in class despite surrendering 10 minutes in penalty because they had to fix their engine on Saturday. 
Sean won a sim racing competition 11 years ago to get his shot at rallying. Alex's dad, a Kenyan, dreamed of being a co-driver in World Rallying. He got a chance to watch his son live out both their dreams this weekend. So there's new names, new dreams, new championships, a new anniversary in the Freak Nation. Here's to year 23. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. time for you freak nation to purchase a couple of general tires okay a couple all right four hmm. this, who purchases two tires nowadays Anybody? oh no no some people do hmm? yeah absolutely mm-hmm. well do yourself a favor go with four general tires it's your crisscross in the united states of america this summer do what the freaks do roll on them general tires baby go to generaltire.com here's a flashback speaking of rally stat man crasher richard c suave richard- Hey, it's Colin McRae, and you're watching Colin McRae on Speed Freaks. You crazy (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yep. Race in peace. Loved him. My goodness. I wish we could have got some video of the food fight that we had when his team from Nissan invaded our KTM uh, party. That was crazy. Mm -hmm. Night before New Year's Eve, right. night before the Dakar rally yeah. oh, in that Spain. Was in, in Spain, we were in Spain. Barcelona. The, the hotel, the hotel staff was looking at like three hundred people throwing <laughs> chocolate mousse at each other, and like, who are these people? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely one of the best memories of our twenty-two years yeah. doing this show, without yeah. question. I was going to get into not much motorsports, but I, I want to dive into something what we're talking about right here for that specific trip. Red Bull paid for the four of us at the time to go to, or no, Lug was just afraid to go. He didn't, he was. I don't a, know why he didn't want to go on that he, trip. Because he's, what's Canadian anyway. Because he's Canadian? So, yeah, okay, and he had a green, on. no, no, he, was a, he, he hated traveling across the border huh. uh, with his green card. He did, oh, he hated that. Okay. So we were in Spain to kick off the Dakar rally. And so many memories coming out of that trip, including Robbie Gordon. If you're not familiar with Robbie Gordon, he's uh, <laughs> a hell of a uh, off-road NASCAR IndyCar driver. He just couldn't keep the damn car on the track. He was. <laughs> he had uh, had us in his car driving through the streets of Spain. It was with, a rental van with one of our, with our winner and her husband. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, it wasn't a van. It was uh, he was there for the Volkswagen team. Volkswagen. And it was a, oh, right. an right. SU, Volkswagen SUV that was filled to the brim with people and us. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And she got car sick. And by the time we stopped, <laughs> she got right outside in the, the car. main drag of Barcelona. Yeah. We stopped yeah, right at the at the uh, at the Rambles and she the got Rambles. sick right in front of a McDonald's. McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> And people eating people at the eating. table, yeah, she right was, at the window. She jumped up and threw, threw up right in front of all these people that were eating at this full McDonald's. <laughs> all because of Robbie Gordon's driving. Oh, goodness. Freak Nation, Mario Andretti. We're going to flash back with Mario Andretti. We're not going to go back. We've had Mario on this show numerous times. 
just not a lot of video with Mario. We caught up with him on our 20th anniversary, but he still provides some insight with IndyCar, CART, his time in Formula One, meeting A.J. Foyt for the first time. So stick around for that. It's Mario Andretti with a freaking flashback here in the Freak Nation. 29 laps to go. We're going to get this thing in before we get the hell out of here. Well. It's cup race. I'm still going to say no. I'm okay. going to say there's going to be a big yellow to delay things. Yeah, I'm still going to say no. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Lucas Oil, it works. I run Lucas Oil. It doesn't matter if you're on the water, driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years. We wouldn't run anything else. Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fixed 24-7, 365. <laughs> IndyCar, WWT Raceway, Saturday, August 20th, the Bomberito Automotive Group 500, icons, legends, and rising stars, drama at 200 miles per hour, it's not a reality show, it's real life, real fast, the iconic teams, McLaren, Andretti, Foyt, Rahal, Penske, Ganassi, legendary drivers, Johnson, Kanan, Castroneves, Newgarden, IndyCar, only at WWT Raceway. Dear Lucas Oil, I've used your heavy-duty oil stabilizer in my truck for years. It now has over a half million miles. It's not a diesel. It's never been rebuilt. Your oil stabilizer does exactly what it says it'll do. It has extended the life of my engine. Just want to say thanks. Sincerely, Josh H. Lucas Heavy-Duty Oil Stabilizer. It works. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil, it works. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. We recorded this interview with Mario Andretti. He was celebrating 50 years 
of the king in motorsports. So when we started this thing, he was thir- already 30 years into uh, being Mario Andretti. Now, uh, in our 20th, it was 50 years for him. And it's incredible, the stories that this guy has and the fact that he gives us great time here in the Freak Nation Lucas Oil Studios. So enjoy this. It's a freaking flashback with Mario Andretti from our 20th anniversary here in the Freak Nation. Freaks faves, honorary Freak Nation members, and of course, one of those who's joined us many, many times over those 20 years. Of course, in my eyes, maybe stats and crashers too, the greatest driver in the history of mankind, at least here in the States, Mario Andretti. And, and Mario, what's what's more impressive to you that we've survived the last 20 years or that you have survived the last 20 years? Oh, my God. <laughs> Probably both. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, uh, congratulations. You know, I remember you guys, uh, you were you looked like a couple of teenagers right out of high school <laughs> for the first interview. And and Crash is uh, even cuter now. I don't know. But it looks like, uh, you know, it looks like you survived it well. I mean, uh, you know, that um, let's face it, you know, you survived through 9-11, uh, the Iraq-Afghanistan war. SARS and now COVID. So you know what? Um, when you survive all of these uh, pandemics and, and wars and everything else, man, you certainly have another 50 years ahead of you. <laughs> 50? Oh, my. <laughs> yes, sir. You too, Stat. Yeah, even, even Stat, man. Of course, Mario, over these 20 years when you've joined us, you mentioned some things in those 20 years, whether it was the the, the killing of Osama bin Laden, the election of a first black president, uh, 9-11. Now we're in the pandemic situation, social unrest. But there are some positive things, including the first black president. But there are some positive things that have happened. And one of those is IndyCar and CART <laughs> getting back together. And you were on the forefront of that madness. Do, do you remember all that craziness that was going on between those two series? Oh, indeed. I mean, uh, that's just what it is. Right about before your time, isn't it? Yeah, right. Yeah, and <laughs> that's why I didn't mention that, that type of a pandemic. Uh, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> Those were, that was a tough period, really, uh, for one that uh, obviously, like myself and many, many others uh, who love the sport so much, to see it to be fractured, to that degree um, uh, during those couple of years, you know, before everything started uh, coming together, uh, that uh, uh, that was not needed, obviously, but it happened. And uh, so, you know, finally a lot of things are, have come together since. Uh, just the fact that uh, now we have a new steward uh, with Roger Penske even, uh, you know, uh, owning the series and, and Indy itself, uh, I think that's a bright spot. Uh, I feel for Roger, obviously, that uh, after, uh, you know, having done, uh, having exposed himself to that situation, uh, you know, he has to deal with this pandemic. Uh, but, uh, you know, brighter days are ahead of us. And, uh, and if there's anyone who can uh, just uh, push us through all this, it's, uh, it's, it's him, uh, Roger, and, and his team. And so I think uh, we're at a good place. Like I said, uh, there's light at the end of the tunnel. And that's something to rejoice about, in my opinion. So uh, once we get going, I think things will just pick up more and more and uh, we'll get some, uh, you know, some 
you know, we get the fans back and, and, and before, you know, uh, you know, we'll be, we'll be running with it, you know, normal. So I, I feel very positive about it. What do you think is the bigger shock? The fact that the cart series split in 96, the fact that they got back together in the late 2000s or that Roger Penske's at the helm now. I think, you know, everyone has got a little bit of shock factor, you know, <laughs> it, uh, but uh, the positive shock was uh, Roger uh, you know, making this move. I thought that was the best uh, Christmas present for all of us. Uh, I was one of the first ones that, that at least he told me that, that he called uh, the morning before he was going to make the official announcement. And, uh, and I, uh, I I celebrated that day. I think I thought that uh, that was a really positive move. Is there a chance if he called you again that maybe you would uh, step up and join him in the running and the operation of open wheel racing in America? No, I I really don't want a job in that respect. Uh, and uh, if he says, uh, "Would you drive one of my cars?" That would be different, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> to have an office and all of that, and uh, having to report, no. <laughs> Over the twenty years of us doing this thing, the thing that attracted us to you was you figuratively were giving the middle finger to people and doing it your way and winning championships and winning races and saying what you wanted to say regardless of who you offended or who you impressed. When we started Speed Freaks in June of 2000, that's how we started. And a lot of people took offense to it, but with Stat and Crash and special guests like yourself, we continued to trudge through it and prove that we belonged here. And it, it takes a lot of metal to prove to people, whether you're winning championships or bringing on radio affiliates, that you belong here because you're different, Mario. Well, I mean, uh, I, I've been known to have, uh, to have a big mouth, obviously, like you said, because I speak my mind and especially on things that I really believe in. And uh, so, you know, when we're talking about the, the racing world, as I know it, we're talking about uh, so, so many careers, you know, there's uh, uh, so much that, uh, that, that can be gained or lost to be lost, you know, by doing the wrong things. And uh, so anytime that I uh, feel that uh, something in my own, you know, uh, mind is, is going wrong, I'll, I'll just speak my piece, you know. And uh, so that's why I was not very popular uh, during the split, you know, with the, you know, with the CART and uh, the IRL. But uh, at the same time, uh, I think, uh, uh, you know, what happened after that bears the fact that uh, it was the wrong thing to do. How did things come back together then? Because like you said, you, you were obviously on the cart side and helping Newman Haas racing and, and, and seeing things from that angle. But I didn't realize that you became unpopular, so to speak. That's that's kind of shocking to me, even if you did speak your mind. So what was it then that led your son, Michael, his team back and therefore you as well? Well, I think uh, the things started going forward when uh, when it became one, you know, when uh, they stopped uh, uh, trying to, to, uh, to, you know, to uh, to be uh, to, to live the same. <laughs> in other words, uh, uh, when you have both uh, series pulling for the same thing, Cart had, had uh, all the, you know, the good races, except that they didn't have Indy. Uh, the IRL had Indy and nothing else. And uh, so either side had, uh, you know, either side only had 50%, if you will. 
And it wasn't until that, uh, you know, the, the reason prevailed and, and, and the whole thing came one, became one that uh, we started going in the right direction. And that's what it took. But uh, meanwhile, a lot of damage was done. And uh, so uh, to, to, you can just pick up from there and say, okay, everything is back together. And uh, because uh, I think from that standpoint, the NASCAR always, you know, that they, uh, they made a big leap forward uh, uh, by, you know, Tony giving them uh, the Indianapolis, uh, brought them to mainstream immediately, and they took advantage of it. I mean, kudos to them. Uh, but uh, it, they marginalized uh, uh, the R-Series, IndyCar Series, uh, in that respect. And as uh, you can see, the way the crowds were and so on and so forth. So, um, again, uh, we pay the price. And, uh, and you know, slowly, I think a lot of things are coming back uh, uh, definitely in, in our direction. Uh, I think the series, from the standpoint of the product, is probably as well positioned as ever. Uh, the talent is there. Uh, today um, is to me second to none right down the field when you look at the uh, the veterans are, are still young enough you know the, the champions are still young enough to be there uh, for a long time and then you have some young talents that uh, represent the strong future so um, and that's everything you know so uh, again it's just a matter of now just uh, getting to racing and uh and again, we have uh, the the right person, the right group. Uh, we know where Roger and his team. Tell us the first time you met AJ. That must have been. Oh gosh, the first time probably was ready to to, to tear my head off. You know, <laughs> I, think we, I think we got together in Phoenix, and uh, and uh, I'm sure it was my fault. You know, but uh, I was scared. I was scared. The only thing that I knew that I could run faster than him. Uh, but, uh, I that. But, uh, yeah, AJ and I had a you know a few moments, you know, but uh, mostly good. Um, but uh, it, it was uh, it was great. Now we're good buddies right now. There was a lot made of trying to make you and the Unser family at each other throughout the decades. But then, as this book came together for John Andretti, it's almost like a lot of that was media driven. That, I mean, great. you're always going to have rivalries on the track, but behind the scenes, even if there were some days that you weren't agreeing on things, behind the scenes, it's still a racing family, isn't it? Oh, yes, for sure. I mean, uh, you're talking about Bobby and myself. Is that what well, you know, a lot of people, yeah, uh, I think it's been written and, uh, and taken out of context, quite honestly, because I, from day one, um, uh, obviously, I will never accept uh, the ultimate decision, but the ultimate decision was uh, what USEC allowed. Right. And, uh, USEC allowed uh, outside of my pressure from uh, uh, the lawyer that uh, um, Roger Penske brought on the scene, uh, you know, I guess a very well-known sports lawyer that intimidated uh, some of those dudes uh, in the Midwest there. And uh, he dictated pretty much what the ultimate decision was going to be on this situation. And, uh, and you know, after six months of, uh, uh, you know, uh, searching, you know, for what really happened, depositions after depositions and so forth, you know, the ultimate result was, yes, he did pass 11 cars under the yellow end of story. And uh, so the final decision from the three judges, it was a two- 
outsiders entirely. Then uh, there, were, there were two CEOs, uh, one from, I think it's Chicago, one from LA. And the third one was uh, Charlie Brockman, who was a radio personality in Indianapolis. And uh, he abstained. And uh, the other two made a decision that uh, under these circumstances, the penalty was too severe. So they fined him $40,000 and uh, gave him the, the, the race back six months later. Well, the following year, the, the following year at the driver's meeting, I uh, confronted uh, uh, Tom Binford, who was, you know, a race uh, director. And after the meeting, I said, Tom, uh, are the, uh, the, the rules the same this year as last year? He said, yep. I said, so hypothetically, if today I pass 11 cars under the yellow and uh, cross the finish line first, is the fine still $40,000? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, he says, well, Mario says, that's not my fault. He said, I, um, you know, obviously, uh, <clears throat> uh, he, you know, he's, he's the one that uh, penalized them. You know, he said, but I was overruled, so I understood. And um, so, but I said, basically, so the rule will apply this year, but didn't apply last year. That's really what it was. So, fine yeah. is this. Uh, I never felt, I never, uh, you know, uh, held that against uh, Roger or Bobby because they did whatever they had to do, um, you know, to, to do it. Uh, I held it against you second, I will forever. Um, and so Bobby, I think, uh, maybe I think was out of guilt. <laughs> he wasn't talking very much, but we, you know, we, we always, you know, chatted, but it was cool. But he always thought that I, you know, that I was really, um, you know, that I, you know, I didn't ever got over it. Uh, I definitely, like I said, I'll never get over it, but the, I never held it, I held it against him though. Mario, we've been doing it for 20 years and you've been doing it for over 50. And it's, uh, it's fantastic that you're able to join us for this. And one, one quick question. One of the big things that people ask about, are, are we still worthy of carrying your jockstrap? <laughs> you bet. You bet. Now, just, be just be careful with it. Oh, let's oh, go. Did you make? Okay, wait. Did you make Mario say that on our voicemail recording, Kenny, or Mario? Did you come up with that on your own? I think I gave him a script, and you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I just read it. <laughs> Oh, don't why forget am I so take us to lunch? Don't forget to take us to lunch. <laughs> I'll take you out to lunch. Oh my gosh. Uh, well, buddy, uh, I, it's no good way to end this thing other than thank you very much for what you've done, not just for us, but for the racing community and this planet, buddy. Let's keep her going. Look forward yes. to seeing you guys. We'll do another 20 years. Absolutely. That a boy. Yeah. Mario. Thank you, bud. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, man. There you go. Oh, carry my jockstrap. Mario Andretti, wow. the legend here in the Freak Nation. As a stat man said over the last 22 years, the bigger they are sometimes, just the nicer they are, stat. That's one we talked about Barcelona, but that's one thing that has been impressed upon me in this whole time. We've met some of the biggest names ever in racing and they've been righteous people by and large. I don't, I don't know that the, the snake Mario, I don't know any of them that have been uh, people that you wouldn't want to have dinner with. 
Freak Nation, 22 years of Speed Freaks. We celebrated yesterday our 22nd year. Now we're 22 years and one day old. We got some more in store for you. I don't know what the hell it is, but we'll figure it out in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> Chase Elliott is your race winner. No, it ended. Yes, we actually have a race winner, damn it. Oh, he's doing donuts right now. Yep, shoot the juice to damn the moose and Stadman. Cut it loose. See ya. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.